Hey, snob. Bitch, I'm in recovery. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to hear that. Yes. (laughs) I'm growing up. I'm growing up. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Recovering Snobs with Vanilla Sharika. Sharika and Vanel. Yes. So, what would you like to discuss today? Um... Well, I guess we could talk about some some stuff we saw on the internet over the last couple of days. One of them, did you you saw that that whole all those memes and all that that stuff on social media about the little black boy and the monkey H and M hoodie, right? Yeah, yes, that was some I bullshit. Did. That was some bullshit. I think I'm more. It... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm more pissed off at the parents. I think because they co-signed on this bullshit and they were okay with their son, you know, and I get it. They're, they're in the UK. I don't know if, if monkey and black people are like, if that's the thing for them out there, like it is out here for us. But I think like as black people across the world, we need to get on the same page as what's racist and what's offensive. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's collectively get together and, and determine what should and should not be done. That's, that's one thing. But, Either way, I just thought it was like totally trash. I'm on. It was. I but, it was um, trash. What, I haven't really did a lot of research on it, but what has H and M said about it as to why they thought that this was appropriate? They released a lukewarm um, statement, you know, an apology as usual. But we, we we can't keep believing that. Can't we can't keep allowing that to be the band aid and and the thing that makes everything okay and the thing that smooths over relationships with uh these these organizations these companies whatever so i think you know for me my relationship with h&m is done i don't care how cheap their accessories are i don't i won't go in there for a t-shirt i'm not going in there for a tank top we're done we broke up but you know what it is that i think i mean black people to me it's they don't stick to anything. They'll be mad for like a few weeks and you know everyone will jump on the bandwagon or we're boycotting h&m but Timbaland did the same thing. And I know I got a pair of Tim's in my closet right now. So I don't know. I'm not like what you get what I'm saying? It's like hmm. See, I don't know that much about if there was an actual statement made because there were a lot of things that were said like in the nineties. It's different now. Like it's different because it's on the internet. We can read in the nineties they see that Tommy Hill figure Mm-hmm. made this racist, racist statement that he didn't make. They said he went on Oprah. There's no Oprah show that Tommy Hilfiger was on there talking about black people. And for one, why the hell would he go on the Oprah show? The blackest, you know, one of the blackest uh, <laughs> uh, celebrities in the world, the most recognizable celebrity in the world, you're going to go on Oprah's show and you're going to talk greasy about black people. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit. When he had people like Aaliyah and Tupac in the 90s as his spokespeople. Now, I'm not going to now, I, I don't know if he can, you know, be racist, and I'm pretty sure, I'm, like, I do know this, that they can be still racist and use black faces for advertisement. However, I just, I don't know. I kind of always felt like 
and this is my true opinion, that Ralph Lauren was like, uh-uh, this Tommy nigga, he coming on the scene and he taking my shine and my customers and my money. And I think that that was just like a nasty rumor that was spread. So unless I have some real proof, I don't just believe word of mouth rumors. So I don't know, I don't know for sure. And I could be wrong and I could be ignorant to this, but I don't know for sure that Timbaland, you know, made these racist statements. I guess. I just feel that black people will, not black people, I shouldn't say that, but people in general will boycott something for the time being. But it's never, let's see, let's just wait and see if H&M goes out of business. Right. But what are you going to do? You you still fucking with H&M? Um, when did this ad come out? A few days ago. Damn. I think my kids just bought some stuff from them. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I have to be on social media. Because, well, so and, from, oh, do you still fucking with H and M? Absolutely not. Good, good, good. So you know what else I saw on the good social medias? Um, Genuine, they're coming for his kufi. Um <laughs> Genuine does not wear kufi, but okay, <laughs> it's, you know, it's an expression. But know. yeah, because. Uh, he wouldn't kiss a trans woman and he said he would not he made a statement saying he wouldn't date a kiss trans her, woman kiss her where in her mouth uh-uh wait a minute <laughs> no she wanted him to kiss her in her mouth why she tried to kiss him she tried to like force a kiss on him mm-hmm. but why does it have to be because he's she's a transgender why not because bitch i don't like you like i don't well he Listen, it's okay like for him not to like transgender people. Like not exactly. not like not be attracted to a transgender woman. Because you're not at the end of the day, you still a man. I'm sorry. Mm. You are. Mm. I don't you're a man. Maybe he's just not gay. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's just not his preference. That's not his cup of tea. That's okay. Just imagine oh, uh, a transgender man mm-hmm. tried to kiss you in your mouth. That's not my cup of tea. Exactly. So it's not. It's not. And I read a I read a tweet that was connected to the article I was reading about it. And genuine um saying that he would not date a trans woman is homophobic. Just like a white person saying that they wouldn't date a black person is racist. How mm-hmm. and how? No. These people are way too sensitive, and mm-mm. they're out of their minds. It's mental mm-hmm. illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. So, no. Here's the thing: I'm not offended if a white man says, "Hell no, I would never date a black woman." Because guess what? We're in the same boat. I'm not attracted to. I'm not really attracted to any man outside of my race. And it's it's not that I don't like people. You know, I I, I don't I don't have an issue with other races. I am just attracted to black men and there's nothing wrong with that but i guess it's an issue because if you are in so for you and i it's different obviously because no one knows us so it doesn't really matter what we say to our friends or what we say on twitter or facebook or to whoever but i guess when you're in the public eye you're kind of excluding a whole group of people but it's not I don't know. I'm trying to figure out like why I'm not offended. But it only if matters I... when a black person, a famous black person and a famous white person says this. But at the end of the day, they're still human. Right. So why do you have to Yeah. Uh uh-uh. 
I would why not do you have to pretend? Be- I wouldn't be offended either. If oh, Brad Pitt or oh, what's his name, Johnny Depp said, "I'm not attracted to black women," I'm not going to be. What like, if? What if you are attracted to Johnny Depp? That's my problem, not his. <laughs> the fuck I got to do with him because I'm attracted to him. What if That's- I'm sitting home? And like, oh my God, I love Bruno Mars. I can't wait to go to his concert. He's going to pick me out the crowd. He's going to bring me up on stage and me and him going to get married. And then this mofo get up there and say, oh, I don't like black women. I, like, I'm crushed. What do I do then? No. You need to get your life together and seek help because you have severe problems. No, you... Mm. I don't know. I think... Here's the thing. See, I see, I don't know. I don't know. Every... I'm attracted to nothing but black men, right? But that so does maybe not you don't mean have that. to say that. Why, no, why I can't say it. You need to, you well, unless, like, okay, unless, unless someone comes on to me who's like, you know, like, if a, okay, let's say a white girl wants me to be in a relationship with her. She likes me. <laughs> You're not my cup of tea, sweetheart. I'm sorry. And it's okay. Every, just because I'm attracted to black men, that doesn't mean that every black man that I'm attracted to has to be attracted to me. There's no equal opportunity in, in your sexual preference. None. You are allowed to be attracted to whoever and whatever you're attracted to, and, uh, unless it's kids, you fucking freaks. Um, right. Oh, God. And, no. Yeah, exactly. You're allowed to be attracted to whatever you're attracted to. And also, you're allowed to not be attracted to whatever you're not attracted to. Right. Don't let of this course. world fuck your head up. Of course, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm thinking it's because they are in the public eye. And it's, you know, you have all of these black girls, white girls, transgenders, homosexual, whatever they are, they are all like in their minds thinking like, yeah, one day I might have a chance or one day. And then you just kind of shut them down. It's kind of like you like a guy in the street. And then it's like, what? I don't like light skinned girls. And then your heart is broken because you're like, but I was in love with him and he didn't even know it. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's why people are so upset about this because I, I don't get it. People got to get their lives together. Yeah, definitely. And that's stop abnormal. worrying about everything a celebrity do as if a celebrity is not a human being. And, you know, it's they're just like you and I. I mean, they, they're humans. It's just that they are out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you know you don't like white men, why do you care that they say that they don't like white men or black women or whatever it is that they don't like? Mm-hmm. This is the thing with people. People do not want you to be yourself. It's so crazy. And everybody talks about, oh, you're not real. You're not. People are crazy. Everybody's like living in this fantasy world, I think. And just putting on this like facade for the world. And then they just I don't I don't even know if people even know who they are themselves. Hmm. That's an you know what I mean? Like they don't Yeah. They don't because when you're when you pretend so much, do you even really know who you are yourself? And if you do, you hate yourself. Right, because you can't be yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. to pretend and put on a show for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're that afraid of bad. what people think. What people gonna say? Fuck that! I don't give a fuck about none of that. Uh-uh. I'm That's doing what I want to do because guess what? Don't nobody take care of me. And you, I'm sorry. I die, I you That's it. Okay. Not, what's funny is that because I know I spoke 
the, our last episode, um, Woman to Woman, I spoke about this um, this episode on Black Mirror. And I watched one last night, an episode, and it was kind of crazy. It was like the whole world, like, walked around rating each other all day. Like, it was like, you get five stars, you get five, and your whole life, like, your rating was your life. Like, so this girl went to work, her rating was, she was like a 4.2, a high four excuse me, a high 4.2. And she goes to work. According to all the ratings, like everyone rates you. You go to Starbucks, they rate you. Like the barista rates you. You rate the barista. You take an Uber, the Uber rates you. Like, and this is kind of like what happens in life. (laughs) Um, Your friends will rate you. Your coworkers will rate you. You'll see someone on the elevator, they'll rate you. If someone cuts you off in traffic, that's the whole thing. So you have this rating and people can just look at you and see your rating because like they wear these contacts that like they take the picture. It was crazy. So but you know what? It would be good if you can rate yourself. Who cares huh, if you get if you all get rating. right. So y'all think I'm a five, but guess what? I'm a hundred, bitch. So <laughs> <laughs> No, that's exact. That's that's <laughs> the the bottom line. Like you should not be worried about. Like you could take because you know me and my cousin laugh at someone that we know in common who takes like the most hideous selfies and posts them. And it's not that she's hideous. It's that come on, girl. Like come on. That's that should not have been posted. But if she likes that picture, then that's all that really matters. So you know, but you can't right because yeah, some people they post things <laughs> and maybe they just don't have a good eye. And then you know, right? Like the I've only, never understood like, why you would post anything that wasn't flattering, garbage, or yeah, was, yeah. So I mean, I guess it just depends. But that goes but, back yeah. to stop not worrying about people. Worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. If yep, this person right. wants to post herself laying on a bed with fucking old Domino's pizza and cups <laughs> of liquor and fucking who knows what. Who and as you say that. I'm going to tell you what's on my bed right now. My paddle brush so that I can wrap up my hair. Um, my head scarf, a bottle of Avion, and my remote control. On the bed? Well, yes. I need to have my bottle of Avion on my bed because, you know, when I get thirsty, I want to reach for it. I'm about to wrap up my hair and go to bed in a little while. So I have my But my who are brush. we to say, I mean, th- this goes back to being ju- judgmental. Because I look at that and say, "Wow, that's crazy." But <laughs> I wouldn't do it. It's not something I would do. But hey, if they like it, and they get you know two thousand likes. I mean, this no, is the problem. Thing, with I wouldn't take a picture. Fake. I wouldn't take a picture of the fact that I have my Avion bottle on my bed, my bonnet. My bonnet lives on my bed with my. But pillow. that's you. But that's you. <laughs> but my thing is, this is the problem with the world. Nobody wants to tell another person the truth because they don't want to hurt their feelings or whatever it is. But if I see you post some crazy shit, I'm calling you like, listen, bitch, are you fucking serious? You got to take that picture down. Take that down. I'm not liking it. I'm not going to like it and laugh behind your back. Like, people do not want to hear the truth. And I'm really starting to realize that. They hate hearing the truth. They mm. want to live in fantasy world and la-la land and, oh, everybody loves me. Everybody, No, I want to hear the fucking truth. I don't need a yes, man. I need you to tell me the truth. Oh, how you like my outfit? Oh, you look cute. You got me outside looking stupid. No, no. Because mm-hmm. now you can't be my friend no more. Because that's crazy. People, and this is why these people do it. They continue to do it. Because no one is telling them that they look fucking stupid. They just out here laughing at them. 
Yeah. So, I don't know. You just got to be strong-minded. You have to just know yourself and not give a fuck about be, what anybody thinks. Because even if it is uh, a tacky selfie, if you like that tacky, that tacky selfie, girl, listen, go with it. You, the only, the most important like that you get is your own. Everybody yeah, else, right? So confidence. I may not like it, and I, and I'm not gonna double tap it because I don't like it. But if you like it, that's what matters, right? So right, is that and genuine? You, mm-hmm. I was, no, gonna, I was say gonna say genuine. because no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say because if I want to take a picture of me eating pizza in a bed with sexy lingerie on, and that's you don't like it, one. that's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, but genuine not liking uh, transgender—that's yeah. fine. Can't nothing do nothing wrong, wrong. You're not transphobic. You're not like out here trying to hurt nobody. You just like what you like, and you don't like what you don't like, and that's perfectly you know the- fine. Mm-hmm. with that but you know the crazy thing about that if he did kiss her it would be another rumor uh-huh. so you damned if you do you damned if you don't yeah oh, but if he wanted genuine. to kiss a transgender woman then he should have he could do that and i'd be like okay well then genuine is not for me because don't get it twisted if you like transgender women i'm not attracted to you this is Even what i'm saying you're gonna be judged regardless so this is why you gotta do whatever you want to do and not give a fuck because yeah. it's like you're damned you, if you do you're damned if you don't so fuck it yep but okay so you know those were the things that you know grabbed our attention on the internet and social media even though Sharika does not entertain social media I'm getting I'm <laughs> getting back fine. I'm getting one that's a that's all right um but what is today is January 9th 2018 wow we're nine days into the year yeah crazy tomorrow is january 10th that is the eight-year anniversary of my father's death oh wow yeah it's been that long yeah it's amazing because it really doesn't feel like it's that long like i thought about it i was like damn it's really been eight years because it doesn't feel like it feels like just yesterday which is crazy um but your mother is what she was seven it'll be seven years yep it'll be seven years in april so oh wow yeah i remember that day it's so weird because i remember i text you i was at school and then you text me back like my mother passed away i was like what and i didn't know what to do i was like do i call her do i and i was like oh my god like what do you yeah, that's crazy. That's... Yeah, I mean, it's it was very surreal. Yeah. You know, losing your parents. It was it's, surreal it's, for me, and you're my friend. Yeah. Um, this woman passed away um, at my job. Her daughter uh, is also affiliated with our organization. And she came to me today, you know, with the memorial information about her mom. And, I mean, this the, the, the daughter is much older than me. But still, you know, I feel like when your mother passes away, you enter into this club that you didn't want to be in, right? And mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. And I just gave her a little bit of a, a word of advice, you know, um, what I could muster up. Because no one knows what to say to you when your mother mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I the only reason why I shared with her, I was like, you know, I lost my mom um, seven years ago. And... 
I understand, like, you know, like, I understand what you're going through. However, like, you know, I, I know that that week bef- between when she passed away and when we had her service, it was, oh my God, like I was on autopilot and mm-hmm. it was like, I was literally like going in circles, trying to move ahead. So, you know, I gave her a little bit of advice and um, I know that it's going to well, be how do you hard feel? Road. Well, how do you feel now? You never get over it. get any easier? Right. Of course not. Like it's but... easier to manage, to, to, to maneuver through life. But it doesn't, that, that's a hole that doesn't close. And every time you go through something, whether it is good news or mm-hmm. bad news, you want to share it with your mom. You the, know? Right. Yeah, I know. I shared yeah. something with her today. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You want to share these things with your mom. Like, you just want to call her and you want to say, Oh, like, mm-hmm. so this year, what happened for me, because Mother's Day, you know, Mother's Day is really hard for me every year. Mm-hmm. It's Mother's mm-hmm. Day and it's her birthday that, that are hard for me. So this year for her birthday, I actually started a new job that I really wanted on her birthday. So it was like bittersweet because I didn't like I knew when I decided to start the job on her birthday that it was going to be a good day. And I knew that she would be happy for me. That's a good attitude to have. Yeah. And so everyone had told me, well, a few people had told me that Mother's Day, I need to plan something really exciting and fun that I'm going to look forward to rather than because I dread it every year. It's hard with something that she might have wanted you to do because your mother, I know she left you with a lot of great tools to navigate through life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's one thing that you could be grateful for. Like, thank God for my mother because I'm able to deal with this, so I'm able to do it, deal with that. Even though it never is going to get easier. Yeah. At least she was, you know, like, damn, yeah. like, thank you. No, she I did. I had a great life, mom. and I had right. her for nearly thirty years. And mm-hmm. I could, like, I think of it this way: I could have been a kid when my mom died. You know what I mean? Like, right. And and not had anybody to take care of me. But I was an adult, mm-hmm. and, and but when both of them died, like I was a grown woman, they had, I feel like grateful that God let me have them for as many years as He did. And right. you know, it's still things that, like, with my father, I didn't have the best relationship with him. We were not right. the closest, but it's funny that um, my husband told me that we went to the hospital because both my parents kind of died suddenly. Um, when we went to the hospital, um, my husband said that when I was in the room talking to him like because he was uh sedated he was in a coma for Mm -hmm. uh, a few days and I just went in to say you know my my goodbyes to him and talk to him and and whatever and um my stepmother was there with Kasim Mm -hmm. and she said you know because he and I were not the closest but she said that he had told her that he always believed that his and my relationship like the best part of our relationship was in the future that's so sweet and that is so sweet that's horrible though you know because the future didn't come for for that so that's another reason why don't put off for tomorrow what you can do today when it comes to your loved ones when it comes and don't when it comes to anything Mm -hmm. don't you know stop your life because of fear of what people are gonna think because Mm -hmm. you can walk outside tomorrow and get hit by a car and then Mm -hmm. you're just dead or anything can happen and then you live with regrets you can't not you can't stop living your life because of what people are gonna say or what people are gonna think of you or whatever. Like I don't give a fuck. I mean, certain things you know people may not agree with. I don't care because guess what? 
You don't take care of me. Yep. Guess who's not calling you asking you for money? Yeah. Like, I, I have to live my life myself. You, you can't let people live your life for you. So I need to go through whatever I need to go through in order to be whoever I'm supposed to be. But you cannot let people dictate how you're going to live. Mm-hmm. Because then you start, you know, living with regrets. So, I mean, this was a, a, a decent segue, I guess, into what our topic is for oh, you yes, know, this yes. episode, which is adversity builds character. I, I love that that idea. I love that that saying. Adversity mm-hmm. definitely builds character. And yes. unless, you know, in case you don't understand what that means, it's like this. It's like adversity is like the grit and the seasoning that um, develops you into being an awesome person and, and, and having the ability to navigate through life in mm-hmm. like, in the, in the most like, in a cool way and make it look good, you know? Mm-hmm. So that, you know, and, and I, I would say that that was one of the things I think that helped to build me um, from my twenties into my thirties, losing both my parents, mm-hmm. like in, in a, in the span of one year, like that's something that it was, the heart that is the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life, you know. I but can't imagine. I had to, like I felt like I broke down a little bit for like the first year after my mom passed, and me building but that's normal. myself right. No, but me building myself back up, mm-hmm. I was able to build back up into a different woman and a, an actual woman. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. so. You know that that was one of the things like. I, I want to say one of the things that you and I share together, a couple of the things is like us being young moms. Um, right. And, mm-hmm. and before that, even growing up in the projects. Yes. And that was, I feel like that's the best. Not, well, maybe we shouldn't say the projects growing up without. No, actually growing up in the projects. Yeah. <laughs> that's one. Cause we got a bet. Right. Go ahead. No, but yeah, you're right. Growing up in the projects. Look, it prepares that to me that to me prepares you for life forever (laughs) (laughs) you know how to deal with anything in life and I think that's why you know we go to these jobs or we around these people and it's kind of like you see why I am now you don't want to see what the fuck I was before like this is nothing Mm -hmm. this is smooth sailing Mm -hmm. but when people grow up privileged you know and then they get to a certain point it's like oh I don't know how to deal with this this is the worst thing ever and you kind of like what the hell like this you know is nothing uh-huh you know why it's also amazing because you can kind of you could you could switch it on you could switch it off and yeah when you don't have you don't have it you can't switch on what you don't have like right. it's so funny today actually <laughs> one of the clients was in my office and he was talking to us like we laughing and joking he was you know, telling us about his 14-year-old daughter who wanted, like, a pair of 200-some dollar sneakers. And he told um, like, get a job, get a boyfriend. I said, get a boyfriend? What? You want your 14-year-old daughter had a, the kind of boyfriend that's buying her 200-some dollar sneakers? Get a boyfriend. At least laughing. I would tell my kids to pick cans, but damn, get a right, boyfriend. So wait, I said, I said, um, I said, I had a boyfriend at that age that could buy me 200-some dollar sneakers. <laughs> and he said, well, what was he doing? I said, he was a drug dealer. <laughs> yeah, said, I mean... Wait, he said, I thought you was a square. I started dying laughing. I said, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I am a square. I don't even like, you ain't no square. He was like, no, he said, where are you from? So I told him. He was oh, like, God. oh, he Here said, I don't know. I thought you was like, 
some little educated girl from the suburbs. I was like, I mean, I got a little education, but I ain't from nobody's suburbs. <laughs> <laughs> like we was laughing. He started telling me about how he um he had gotten two like three women pregnant when he was locked up. Blah blah blah. And I was like, how you getting women pregnant? I, so like we he was like at the festival. And I, he said, I know you know what the festival is. And I'm like dying laughing because I do know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't know what the festival is. What is it? Apparently, and I've never, this is the thing. I, I have visited Rikers Island a few times. That's the festival? For an ex-boyfriend. No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, the festival but at the jail. I've never, right, in prison. I've never visited a prison before. So what my knowledge of this is secondhand information. You know oh, those okay. festivals that they have in prison where it's basically a free-for-all and you could be in the bathroom fucking? Yeah, I didn't so, know it was like that, but okay. <laughs> I, I, I was told this from a friend who was married to a man who was in prison. And mm. they look forward to the festival because the festival, like, it's a free-for-all. It's like everybody roaming around, they fucking, they doing all kinds of stuff. And it's like, so, once a year? I don't know how often. It might be once a year. I don't know how often these festivals oh, wow. take. Wait. This is interesting, but this is like I say, you know, just I know about this type of stuff, but if I live, we're well rounded, huh? We are well rounded. Right. We're right. able to identify bullshit, and then other people want to act like the bullshit you identified ain't really the bullshit. But yeah, it is. We can like we are so used to being around jealousy, hate, like all of this. So we, when we got older and got into you know, go out into the world, we know how to deal with people, different types mm-hmm. of people, who to stay mm-hmm. away from. Just like, okay, I've been, all right, come on. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Because it, it, the it, same like... things you go through at a young age is, because even in the workplace, you can have a group of people who don't like you. That's the same thing you went through in high school, or the same thing you went through in the project. Now you know how to deal with it. But if you're a, somebody who grew up in the house and you, were given everything and your parents sheltered you, you don't know what to do. And it's like, you gotta yeah. pretend to be somebody else to fit in. And you know us, mm-hmm. we'll just be like, what? I'll stand alone. I'm my uh, own team. And, and, and also, they start shooting somewhere, right? <laughs> like, everybody else don't oh, know what God. to do. We fucking do. <laughs> like, I know what the fuck to do. And it's okay, crazy. We little, you know what? We were a little huh? retarded. We were a little retarded. <laughs> you I know, it's they were funny. shooting. <laughs> and our dumb asses I don't think well you weren't there but we're like they shooting oh no we need to go see what's going on <laughs> no that's, that's not what I'm thinking um, you know it's funny because it was one day we were somewhere I was with this girl we're not friends anymore and it was we were somewhere and it was someone that we knew had just started shooting and we didn't flinch and I was like this is sad like we have to like we gotta get our shit you together. know you know you're able to see when somebody has a loud mouth you it's it's so weird like i don't know yeah you like you know don't people flinch. it's certain things right right like, like i'm she, at my job lying. now and you can see guys walking around mm-hmm. acting crazy like he's fucking mm-hmm. lying he's pussy yeah you can see somebody else moving funny and then you're like uh-uh we gotta go or yes. you just know people people's movements or you it's crazy growing up in the projects like uh-huh. you know everything uh-huh. I, I don't know if I'd be able to work with the population that I work with now comfortably if I was not like it's sometimes it's clients or whatever. It's like I can see through certain times of crazy. Like uh-huh. I know you no, know, and, and it's like they'll do all that crazy <laughs> stuff around certain people, but I just be looking at uh-huh. them like if you no. don't get out of my face with that. 
because mm-hmm. and, and I mean and I, I I definitely know that it's because of where I grew up. Like I'm I was so accustomed to seeing so many different like flavors and brands of crazy that I can kind of see who's actually crazy and who's pretending to be crazy mm-hmm. to intimidate people. Mm-hmm. So I mean, exactly. you know, and I I also feel like I could live anywhere comfortably because of where where I grew up. Like I don't I'm not uncomfortable in a lot of places because. I feel like if I was around those types of people from, <laughs> yeah. as many as I was, I'm okay with everything I'm at. I'm fine. It's, yes. And we survived. Um, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't want to... I was speaking to one of my friends and she was like, you know, we don't want our kids to grow up there because obviously you want to... You, you want your kids to have a better life than you did. Right. But she said, we have that ghetto we know so much that we can teach them they don't even need to be there we can just teach them i think that they think we're lying you know what i mean like sometimes because <laughs> you know we be in here telling our kids certain things and they be looking at us like oh, but that didn't happen like just like when i was 10 years old i walked in 12 feet of snow for seven uh-huh. miles to get to school barefoot like they just be looking at us like mm-hmm or yeah, whatever, okay. whatever, yeah. whatever the story. And they're like, no, you didn't. And mm-hmm. your kids know that you crazy. So then, no, my friend, so she was talking to her daughter. So um, her daughter came. She was telling me a story about her daughter. Her daughter came. So we were talking about not being yourself and, like, how people be, you know, fake. And they don't know how to just, like, and we were talking about growing up in the projects and how it helps us. So then she was like, um, her daughter did something. Then she ran away. She was crying. She was like, yeah, you see what I'm saying? She going to be one of the dumb ones. (laughs) (laughs) She said she one of the dumb ones. I said, yo, you're an idiot. (laughs) Oh, Oh, God. Yeah. I was like, yo, you are crazy. But it's true. Like, these bitches be fucking bobbleheads out here. (laughs) And then when you fucking say something, you're the problem. You're this. You're that. No, it ain't me. It's you. And you think I don't fucking know it's you. And I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you that I know it's you. Because mm-hmm. I've seen bitches like you my whole life. Please. Yeah. And you don't phase me. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to think. What else? Oh, yes, definitely. Us being young moms. Oh, and, yeah. Definitely. Oh, my God. And you know what being a young mother taught me how to be? Resourceful. And responsible. Well, of course, responsible, but resourceful. Like, I learned how to, you know how they, they, I don't like this term, but making a dollar out of 15 cents. No, that's not what I ever really had to do. But first of all, I always was like, no, I have to work. I have to, you know, I got to work hard for my kids, right? But then I also learned how to like, and that helps me not for nothing. Me being as resourceful as I am has helped me professionally. Because right. like I've always it had does. to think outside the box, and it's not even just like about finances. It's about like how am I gonna juggle this, that, and and everything else? Because mm-hmm. and I was so young doing it that it's just second nature now. You know yes. what I mean? Like I have to, you know, I had two kids under twenty five with a husband and a full time job, and I had to obviously manage my time enough to be able to to balance everything out. And that, and because, like I said, I did it so young, it's second nature now. Like now, I I can juggle a lot of different things and, and do so successfully. And and just without a can of work, and then people look at you like you're not stressed. This is not no. This is it is second this nature. Is nothing. And you do become very resourceful. I know I was very resourceful. <laughs> I mm-hmm. would be coming up with things like, 
you know what? I don't got to pay for this. I could do this. Or I could, because you have to survive. You go into survival mode and you're not going to fail. Yep. You're going to do what you got to do to get shit done. And that's it. And making excuses. You're not going to make excuses. No, it's not an option. Like all of that. Like, no, I'm going to, we're going to be good. It doesn't matter. So yeah, it does. That really did help me too. It did. And I mean, I think like, and it's crazy how like, but this is the thing. Well, I think one of the points that both of us have want to convey is you got to take those, those things that happen to you in life and you have to make that your strength. Uh-huh. Don't let it kick you down the stairs. If it kicks you down the stairs, learn how to tumble better and, and let that tumble be, you know, your skill to uh-huh. maneuver around the world. Because if you let things kick you when you're down, you're going to just keep getting kicked and you're never going to get up. So right. and just find something funny about it, find a lesson in it. Just it's yeah. not all everything is so everything happens for a reason. So yeah, just look at it, try and find like what did I learn from this experience? Like, why did this happen to me? But don't let it get you down to the point where it's just like, oh my god, my life is over. No. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck mm-hmm. up and get your shit together. That's it. Cause you can. And it's yeah, not, definitely if you couldn't God wouldn't have gave it to you. And even if you're not a, a, a God-fearing person, if you couldn't do it, you'd be dead. But it right. didn't kill you. So the fact right. that you get through that thing means you can get through a whole lot more things. And the more you get through, the stronger you become, the more you learn, and the more that you can apply those lessons to life and succeed. Mm-hmm. So, And you have to go through things. You have to make mistakes to learn your own lesson. I mean, yeah. you could tell me things and I'm, oh, I wouldn't have done that, but I have to go through it to see how I feel and the effect it had on me to be like, you know what? I'm going to change this or no, shit. I can't be doing that. But you have to live your own life. You you just do. You do. And find your place in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's one thing you should take advice from others about their experiences. You definitely should. However, you got to get out there. You got to make some mistakes for yourself because if you mm-hmm. don't, You'll be lost and you won't know how to think on your own. I have, I know someone, I'm not going to say I know her, Mm -hmm. but she was one of those people who she's in her late thirties, still living with her parents and she's afraid, fearful of Mm -hmm. the world because she didn't make mistakes. She, she's so scared of, it's almost like you scared to break a bone when you get older because you know, it's going to heal up now or it Mm -hmm. won't heal. That's how she is right now because she didn't she didn't make those mistakes. She didn't fall when she was young enough to bounce back. So now she's terrified of falling. So that's not mm. a way to live. That's not a way to live. You cannot live Mm-mm. in fear. Don't ever let fear dictate how you move around. Do stuff. Yes, make mistakes. However, be cautious, but make those mistakes and learn from them and have some some stories for grandkids. I mean yeah, you could be caught. I mean, don't do anything that's gonna put that could potentially It'll have kill you in you. jail, but I mean, but or kill you because, yeah, you have to live your you have to live your life. I really believe that you have to do what makes you happy with you know, within reason. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're not hurting nobody, if you want to change careers, if you do it, if you if that's what you if you want to open that business do that like if you want to break up with somebody 
break up with them. If you want to start a relationship with somebody, start that relationship. Do what makes you happy. Take those risks. Do them while you're still, in my opinion, young enough to bounce back. But hell, do them when you're 65 too. Because mm-hmm. if that's what's going to make you happy, do it. Because even if it's a mistake, do it while you still can. Because you don't exactly. know how much time. If you even if it's hurt. a mistake, so it, that like will you know build your character and and it'll change you in a way that that's beneficial to you as well. So sometimes you don't even know that mm-hmm. like these heartaches and these lessons are going to like make you better. You don't know it when you. But I promise uh-huh. that they do, because I've I've been through some hard uh-huh. stuff that I, I I'm looking around like, am I ever gonna get Girl. out of this? How how am I gonna? And then when you get out of it, you feel different. You're a different person, and you're a better person. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That is def- yes. <laughs> that is the truth. That's why nothing bothers me. Nothing fades. I'm just like whatever, because I know I'm gonna be alright. I'm gonna just do what I have to do. Yeah. So. So you said you had a quote for us tonight. When did I say that? (laughs) I thought you said you had. I did not say that at all. Wait, I do have one. Hold. Uh, the one I wanted to say is kind of. Okay, hold on. Okay, we're gonna be more. Let's see. Okay, a man has two names: the one he is born with and the one he makes for himself. That's a good one. That's that's perfect. That is absolutely perfect. Mm-hmm. So you can, yes. and, and this is the thing: you can be both, and you should be both. But um, so that is like that's how we're going to close this evening. <laughs> and yes. Hopefully you guys yeah. enjoyed it. And hopefully it was and... informative and you got something from it. And I hope you take our little bits of advice and apply them to your life. <laughs> exactly. And okay. Guys next week. Soon. Yes, soon. Well, not guys. Not <laughs> <us>. <laughs> take care. <laughs> Hey, snob. Bitch, I'm in recovery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad hey, to listen- hear that. Yes. <laughs> I'm growing up. I'm growing up. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Recovering Snobs with Vanilla Sharika. Sharika and Vanilla. Yes. So, what would you like to discuss today? Um... Well, I guess we could talk about some some stuff we saw on the internet over the last couple of days. One of them, did you you saw that that whole all those memes and all that that stuff on social media about the little black boy and the monkey H and M hoodie, right? Yeah, yes, that was some I bullshit. Did. That was some bullshit. I think I'm more. It... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm more pissed off at the parents. I think because they co-signed on this bullshit and they were okay with their son, you know, and I get it. They're, they're in the UK. I don't know if, if monkey and black people are like, if that's the thing for them out there, like it is out here for us. But I think like as black people across the world, 
we need to get on the same page as what's racist and what's offensive. Let's let's <laughs> let's collectively get together and and determine what should and should not be done. That's that's one thing. But either way, I just thought it was like totally trash. I'm on. It was. I but, it was um, what I haven't really did a lot of research on it. But what has H and M said about it as to why they thought that this was appropriate? They released a lukewarm um, statement, you know, an apology as usual, but we, we, we can't keep believing that. Can't, we can't keep allowing that to be the band-aid and, and the thing that makes everything okay and the thing that smooths over relationships with uh, these, these organizations, these companies, whatever. So I think, you know, for me, my relationship with H&M is done. I don't care how cheap their accessories are. I don't. I won't go in there for a t-shirt. I'm not going in there for a tank top. We're done. We broke up. But you know what it is that I think. I mean, black people to me, it's they don't stick to anything. They'll be mad for like a few weeks, and you know, everyone will jump on the bandwagon. Oh, we're boycotting H and M. But Timbaland did the same thing, and I know I got a pair of Tim's in my closet right now. So I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, hmm. see, I don't know that much about if there was an actual statement made because there were a lot of things that were said, like in the 90s. It's different now. Like, it's different because it's on the internet. We can read. In the 90s, they said that Tommy Hilfiger Mm -hmm. made this racist, racist statement that he didn't make. They said he went on Oprah. There's no Oprah show that Tommy Hilfiger was on there talking about black people. And for one, why the hell would he go on the Oprah show? The blackest, you know, one of the blackest uh, <laughs> uh, celebrities in the world, the most recognizable celebrity in the world. You're going to go on Oprah's show and you're going to talk greasy about black people. That sounds like a bunch of bullshit. When he had people like Aaliyah and Tupac in the 90s as his spokespeople. Now, I'm not going to 